Oh, and just for the sake of uh, synchronizing, do you mind we do a countdown and a clap? Ready? Three, two, one. We were not on sync. Let's try that again. Ready? Three, two, one. Close enough. That was good on my end. Okay, there. I think I must have a delay then. Uh, it is what it is. It'll be fine, right? Hi, welcome to the Outliers. Uh, your favorite podcast about movies and media. With me, I'm McLean Hirschbuehl, your host. With me always. Hello, I'm Tyler. Um, today we're talking about a new movie. We're talking about the creator, um, Gareth Edwards' newest movie. Uh, and I liked it, Tyler. I thought it was mid. Super mid. I thought I really liked it. Um I like uh, this is this is, I th- I think the thing is this is very much a me movie. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't dislike it. May I must clarify because um I know, I know. When I say mid, a lot of people are are probably going to be like, "Oh, so we hate it." I'm like, "No, I mean, no." So that's something that I've been middle. thinking about around the dis, some of the discourse, and I fucking hate using the word discourse because there really isn't any. Is that people can't just can't find the word for okay, some something being okay anymore? It's either it was good, it was great, or it was terrible. And yeah. I've seen this weird thing with this movie where people feel like they need to pick a side on that. And it's like you had just thought it was okay. Yeah, Personally, I, I thought I really liked it, but this again is the exact kind of movie I like to see. I it um I was actually recently talking about um former uh guest on the Outliers pro- um podcast Willie's here mm-hmm. recently because he also saw it and ran into him not mm-hmm. too long ago. And we're both like, yeah, uh, this is kind of mid, but also, I w- we wanted to succeed in the box office, and that's where I'm standing right now. I'm just like, I didn't love it, but I actually want this kind of movie to do well, and it doesn't look like it is. Well, I think, what can yeah, you do? Um, I mean, to be fair to it, I think it came out at a terrible time. It did. It came out is a movie that should come out in the summer that's coming out during Halloween season. Yeah. Slash, well, I mean... I don't know, like, I feel like that actually might do well. It should have done well for it, because, like, it's not, like, competing with any other big blockbusters right now. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what it is. I also feel like... Marketing's been ass. Marketing's not been great. Uh... It, it feels like there's a lot and you add on top of that it strikes the thing is though as long as they make back their budget it might not be a total failure because they're not working with the giant mega budgets we're used to so hopefully that uh, let me let me look up box office mojo where we're at right now but it we're at 63 pretty... million oh worldwide oh yeah that's not good yeah. I don't know. That's not accounting for home sales and stuff yet. Sometimes those movies make stuff back on that, but I don't know. It's I it's I think it was this movie for me was very much a breath of fresh air after what's felt like a year of the same thing for be the same thing that's been repeating forever now at this point. Um uh, I'm 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 in the camp of just like I'm glad to have um more standalone blockbusters. There's no sequel plans. It's not based on any other IP. It's just a movie that's a big shooty gunfest with robots and people. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um and to that degree, like, yeah, I, I agree. It was, I, I think, and I kind of feel like to give some credit to 
Barbie and Oppenheimer too, even though they don't fucking need it because they're two of the big. They're they've done so well and have been so big to the point where it's starting to get annoying. Um, but like, it's nice to think at least on the side of Oppenheimer, there probably won't be a sequel. They do it Oppenheimer too. I will lunge myself what? off of the nearest building. What do you mean? Don't you? <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for Oppenheimer two since the day I watched it. Um. Anyway, Oppenheimer two. Let's. Uh, we should probably talk about this movie a bit. But I I want to talk about something I don't often get to talk about when we do these, which is the movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. Um. Tyler, how's your? Let, I'm gonna let you. How's your movie theater experience for this movie? Um. It was fine. It was fine. It was good. It was just like, and I saw it opening weekend too. So, but it was just like any other movie. I didn't really have any problems. Okay, so do you remember the movie theater we went to when we did? Uh, we went to go see Bullet Train. Yeah, that theater closed. Oh, so I now have to go farther away to go see movies. Oh, fun! So now it's a major time commitment for me to go see movies. Because on top of like the actual time it goes to see the movies, I also have to add like thirty-five to forty minutes for the commute, both like mm-hmm. there and back commute to go see it. Um, and then on top of that, uh, in the movie theater, I notice I feel like a lot of movie theater etiquette just kind of fucking dead. Eh. Like I feel like at least I'll talking during the movie, what the phones are quite a problem honestly for me it wasn't much as that as it was just people talking oh um but all things aside the 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 only downside is theaters are not doing as well and which means they keep getting farther and farther away from me that's yeah that's unfortunate Um, I I went to my usual AMC. This was the only, this was actually the only movie I saw. No, that's not true. Um, I saw this is the only new movie I saw in theaters. Um, last month, I saw I I went to I went to see some uh I went to see How's Moving Castle, which is an old movie in theaters, which was awesome. But you have to pay for it because it's a like special event. Which fuck that. And then I went to a New York Film Festival for Miyazaki's newest movie, The Boy and the Heron, which was also awesome. But had to pay for it but hey uh the creator was uh the only like other one that i saw recently and in terms of like you know just the regular like casual film experience for a new movie especially like i saw it opening weekend i thought it was going to be more packed i got tickets like minutes before the showing it wasn't like and they're pretty good seats too Uh, so i was like oh no is this an l because i was excited for it um, but, like, I can't, I'm not gonna judge the movie based on, like, the fact that nobody's here. And then I sat through it, and I'm like, that was alright, but I understand why nobody was here. Who was talking about this? For, I will say this, my my theater was fairly packed. Like, it, it was, for a Tuesday night, like, two weeks after it came out, my theater was yeah. fairly packed. But I also feel like, this is not the high price. Like I said, I think this came out at a not great time for movies because people who are going out to see something are going to go see a scary movie, something more on theme with Halloween. Um, and this is also the time of the year where you have kids back in school um, and people are getting a bit more busy with stuff like that. So I think that is, and I'm not saying that's like, the sole reason this movie did well isn't like doing hot right now, but I do think it is one of the contributors to it. So it's, it, again, it doesn't really have big competition, which is yeah. I, I, I again, I Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol I, I mean, there's the ex, the new Exorcist, Saw X. Saw know, X is doing pretty well. I like. I think I, that thing. I, the I thing is, Saw. people are priori- are prioritizing things like Saw X because because also going to the movie. Like this is the other thing I noticed. Going to the movie theater is expensive. Yep. Like 
so you know that's not something people can do necessarily like once a week it's now that's a thing commitment people are making once a month so people have to really want to invest on what they want to go see when they go see something now especially if they're going with more than one person they are gonna get things like popcorn or any kind of food at the movie theater i didn't even do that i don't uh, that's like popcorn and drink are more expensive than the fucking ticket, man. <laughs> uh, that's like my one thing. I was like, I don't do, I don't do the food and drink whenever I'm at um, a movie theater now. Like, I make sure to eat before I go. I got a jacket. I'll pocket some food if need be. Beast. Um. But the... yeah, that that I don't know, like. This was this was the first time I saw a movie in theaters in a in a long while, um, and I I like this. So while we talk more about the actual movie, so the creator itself is a really interesting sci-fi based on the concept of AI evolution and a kind of fear around that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's a a good summary of? Yeah, I guess so. And it takes a very surreal kind of approach to to that idea by setting it in a conflict that is incredibly similar to the Vietnam War. Yep. Um, so basically, I so this is the other thing that I will say to me. One of the movie's weak points was its clarity on things, because the way they opened the movie, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like they were doing a like oh this is a bit of an alternate history thing or if this was a oh like yeah this is now but we're doing it like one of those old movie real things which i like that but anyway but so the idea is in the past history that robots and ai are something that we were used to and then suddenly there was an accident where a nuclear war had detonated over Los Angeles, which I'm sure you were happy to see it wasn't New York they chose this time. Yeah. I'm I'm the East Coast has had enough. LA's gotta go. <laughs> it's Sorry. your turn. It's your turn, fuckers. Um, you have no idea how happy I was when I saw fucking Godzilla King of the Monsters and like in that movie it was Boston that took the L. I I get this. You've told me before your extensive rant on getting really sick of seeing New York destroyed all the time. No, I mean like I get it, but it's it's fun when it's not when it's other cities. Like come on, like we're the easy target. Come on, be more creative. Yeah, Who, who's 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 trying to blow up Cincinnati next? <laughs> um, yeah. So Ali's not exactly creative. <laughs> That would be probably number two in cities that get shit on the most in movies. What, in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. Um, personally, I so, and with this came uh, basically the entire Western world goes, yeah, you know what? No AI. And then New Asia, which I'm just assuming, which ignoring a lot of geopolitical factors is just, I think, a united Asia. Yeah. Well, because, like, um, what what I, what I'm guessing happened is they're like, it's China, but we don't want to say it's China because we don't. We wanna... need to still market this movie. Yeah, we don't want to get banned. Although they're kind of the good guys. Like they are. Well, no, okay, now bad guy in this movie. Yeah, like this is like one of the, well, and it's like it's not even like, and it's like the American government is the, are the bad guys, and it's uh, well, I I shouldn't say they're the New Asia because the way I understand it is New Asia is accepting of robots but still wants them in a subservient role, and then within New Asia is that gorilla group working on behalf of Nim Nimrath. That's not what the Nimarta or something. Or are they Nimrath? 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 Nimrath or something like that. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Um. And then, and so they're like kind of existing within there. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. We get to see the U.S. do very historically accurate very things, just like things. violating the Geneva Convention and disregarding sovereignty of other nations, and also uh, violating the rights of minority groups when they're no longer needed. Yep. Um, which I like, you know. 
I thought that was an interesting commentary. I think the way they present it too, in regards yeah. to. So in terms of like, um, the American political sphere that happens in this movie, mm-hmm. there are so many patterns in American history that are like, like give them this track record that I'm like, yep, this makes sense. This checks out even from before America as a country even existed. Uh, you had the European oh. settlers coming into this country and uh, um, to, and this land, and you had the indigenous people who were there, and they're helping them, out, helping some of them out survive. And we probably wouldn't have they, the Europeans probably wouldn't have uh, made it without the aid of uh, indigenous Americans. And as soon as they weren't needed anymore, and they made their own settlements, said, "Fuck them. We don't need them anymore. Get them out of here. They're utility and labor, and that's how the AI worked." And then as soon as it's not popular to do that anymore. Eh, let's get rid of them or push them to the side or do anything that in our power to make sure they're and, still subservient. And something they, they make clear in the movie is that, like, even though it's America is the one going to wars, like, there's still clearly a lot of sympathy with AI. Right. Even in the West. Well, because they've gotten to the point where, like, the AI have sentience, so like, yes, they're like robots still, but they have. So, so I feel like brain power. To and be... I feel like also we're getting somewhat getting the spoilers. So if you want to go see this movie, I do recommend going to see it. It is a visually exceptional movie at the least. Um, that's that's the reason I'd go. And if you don't care about that, I, 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 I it's enjoyable. It's. Um, but just so I'm gonna like kind of start like I'm gonna say some things that could be considered spoilers. I don't quite think they are, but one of the things I personally noticed. So there's these, they kind of have two classes of robots. They had like your very standard sci-fi robot, um, and these ones were they're a bit more obviously robot than uh the others. And then they had what they were called sim simulants, right? Yeah. Um and the simulants were very human looking, uh albeit the exception of having ears. Yeah, who they had like the I thought that was an interesting design choice too. Like they they could have done something of have them like look exactly like us, but they went to make them very look very obviously machine. Right. And they show how people in this world have started to view AI like people. Mm-hmm. Um, and our main character, uh, he, at one point, he starts off with the justification against AI that, well, clearly they're not machines. Nothing about them is real. They're just programmed to look, be, be that way. Um, which... And then that's a narrative that kind of changes throughout the movie as we get to see more of these machines, because a lot of these machines have incredibly human aspects to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like uh, the one robot we see with the um, rebel group. I'm going to call them. It's not only I think they're ever given a name. Uh, that's I guess one of the leaders was very characteristic and like seemed to have a lot of uh, was like very human in its nature. Any clue what I'm talking about here? The the child? Or no, not the child. The the, uh, the one that's like very clearly a robot. Oh, the the was it? Um, sorry, I bl- I totally blanked for a second. Um, the fucking Ken Watanabe's guy, right? Uh, the one that acts the the one that's around him a lot. Oh, like the one that is clearly clearly a robot. I don't remember that. <laughs> See, you saw this yesterday. I saw uh, yeah. this like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna DM you a picture and in ho- hopes that it jogs your memory. But yeah, like that was really good. I think uh, I will say I somewhat think that the director having experience of working on something like Star Wars might have helped him giving machine personality. Yeah. Um. um I, I don't know. I, was, I, I, I like. See, I like. I like Gareth Edwards' work. Um, I'm. I'm a big fan of uh, 2014 Godzilla. As I know, I know it's not a like. 
I don't know if that's like a controversial opinion. I'm like, oh, you like that one? I'm like, yes, I do actually. Um, I like the 2014 Godzilla, and I like Rogue One a lot. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let me let me let me give my boy uh, a chance with this movie, and uh, I still I have I think the scripts kind of, but the like the the actual like directing on display and the in the in the visuals and even the acting is pretty good too i'm like i'm i i'm i i, I, I I'm agree with you the weakest production. point of, of this movie is probably its story because like i said there's a lot of things about the story that aren't exactly clear it's not even just that it's just so like tropey and generic yeah like um like there's there's some interesting elements to it but at the same time like it didn't give me anything that I'm like, uh, that I was like really invested in. Cause at the, like, cause John David Washington, I love him as an actor, but like how many, how many times in this movie alone has, have we had, or in, I mean, in this, in this like last couple of years alone, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, have we had a guy who's tough and who shouldn't be a father figure ending up finding a child and picking them up and now he's becomes a reluctant father figure for this <laughs> little little dude um what he also has a dead wife who, who apparently wasn't dead but then dies anyway without really adding any value but like, I, I would I, I will say I wish he had a different mode Motivation. I wish he had a different motivation in this movie. Like I, I agree with you. That is, um, that is definitely an, at this point a very overused archetype. And part of me is like, they started this in 2022. They started mm-hmm. filming, and I imagine there might have been some light pushback to like, we'll add elements of this and this and this. Um. Because you know this wasn't like an indie movie that where he the director had a ton of oversight. There's still studio notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So like that, if you ask me, I think that's the reason where like a lot of that stuff come from. I think the other thing too, in regards to this movie, I like. I personally, like I said, I think the the dead wife thing. I wish they had a more creative motivation. I think it was just a very like paint by numbers story. You know what I mean? See, okay, so it almost had me, um, because for a second, it, like, it, it, there was a point in the middle of the mo- movie where I was almost like, ooh, interesting, because, but, like, at the beginning, I'm like, ugh, dead wife, here we go again, but then we find out, oh, she might not be dead, that's not that interesting, but, like, <laughs> I'll, it would have been dead. And then um, there's the there's the point where he where he sees that like the um, it, oh it, it was it was very predictable when as soon as they introduced the part like oh donate your likeness and I'm like oh that's probably what happened to the wife and then we see a bunch of the wife around and like okay okay I see you movie because that can go in an interesting direction uh but then no she was actually alive but she wasn't because she's actually just been hooked up to a machine on life support all this time Mm -hmm. and then she just dies anyway yeah so like (laughs) um yeah i I have i i think it would have been I think it would have been more interesting if they committed one way or the other i think having her in a coma was kind of a cop-out it was so dumb I mean, because like, because then, because they, they, I feel like they only did it so they can have like that emotional farewell scene, but that emotional farewell scene is so like unbelievably forced because like, what was the point of keeping her alive? Uh, yeah, that's at that point. Well, the point of that was again because now we have the concept that they introduced earlier is like you can like upload somebody's consciousness to like a thumb drive for a little bit after they died. So I'm like, okay, now um, we have her consciousness. That, so can we talk about that? Seems actually kind of horrifying the first time they do it. That is, and it's really something they like. Concept. So my pro- 
Like, because that guy is still dying in his mind. And that's yeah. a bit of my problem. It technically, as I thought about, shouldn't have worked with her. Mm -hmm. If she's technically been brain dead for the last right, but it did. few years. But, and so it was my, like, that's my thing. The script isn't really the most consistent. No, because, like, also, like, the, have my big, one of my biggest gripes with that script of not, not being consistent is, um, when, uh, John David Washington main guy. I, what what is his character's? I don't remember. Oh, Joshua. Joshua Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah Joshua when Taylor. He, when he pulls up um, and reunites with Ken Watanabe, and he has a child on him, Ken Watanabe's guy is trying to kill him, and like, no, he's like, no, get out of here. You gotta get away from this child. But then, like, ten minutes later, he does like a full one eighty, and he's just like, um, actually, this child is based off of your child and you guys are the only ones that can take down the nomad. Um, and like we've had, we, I have known this all along that, uh, this child is important and the wife is, is still kicking somewhere. But, uh, I decided not to tell you. And also that you're the enemy for like a little bit. I mean, like I understand like not being able to trust him initially, but he had some crucial information. <laughs> I see, like that's my problem. I think them I think wanting to do this whole apocalypse now but sci-fi thing made it that they wasted way too much time with the US forces and him bouncing around the country. I would have liked to see him interact with like Ken Watanabe's character. Yeah. Way, and all these other like for a movie that's supposed to be focused on AI as like an evolution, like essentially gaining a form of life. Mm -hmm. They don't actually really spend a lot of time characterizing. Like the child, technically, the Alfie, the child, technically, they give some characterization, but it's so long to get the like that she becomes like an active character. Well, she gets character. Her only real characterization is that the fact that she's, she is a child. And and MacGuffin, like that's like yeah. So like, that's my like the one. That, so in my opinion, some of the more more interesting scenes was with uh, Drew, uh, his friend. Yeah. Who's Sturgill Simpson? I wasn't expecting Sturgill Simpson when I was go when I went to watch this it, movie. Uh, you know who that is, right? No, he's a musician. You should look him up. He's pretty good. But um, I would have been much more interesting in how a guy went from being part of the anti-AI U.S. Army kill squads to seemingly have developed a relation a relationship with one. But no, we have to skip over that and then jump and then, to the next um, thing. Our main character gets him killed anyway. Yeah, and his robot wife, and you know, again, that character got killed off, and it's like, well, yeah, it gets you know, they can't use Sturgill Simpson too much because he has to go back on tour. Yeah, no, like every time I'm like, oh, movie, you're 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 this, doing something interesting here, and it's just like this oh. movie did not make <laughs> Joshua an interesting enough character to have him be the whole. Like every character he comes across is far more interesting than he is, and I feel really bad, like. There is an ounce of an interesting character there, but they're so they have him so set on being Pedro Pascal <laughs> that I wouldn't be surprised if they offered this role to Pedro Pascal first and he turned it down. Oh, he's 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 got to be the reluctant dad to important child. Right. <laughs> I I I think there's other way. Like, and that's the thing. It really sucks that the weak part about this, this movie is the story, because the story is fundamentally a huge part of the movie. Yeah, and also, like... It's like me, it's like if you're at Thanksgiving and the turkey's bad. Right. Fundamentally, there are a lot of other good things on the table, but the turkey is the big draw. The presentation? Top notch. Yeah. That, that turkey looks incredible, but you cut so, it open, it's dry as hell, and there's no gravy. Yeah, and so can we talk about like some of the facts? So this movie, I don't know how he kept the budget for this movie at eighty million dollars. It's it's honestly incredibly impressive. 
I, I like I would watch a documentary on that. I I would love like and, I really and want to, to a degree my- where that might be this movie's like for how it it's a, I'm gonna say moderate like for not just being a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be its saving grace is that it was not like a two hundred million dollar or three hundred million dollar. I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie of equal caliber to look up and think of, but I can't think of anything without like jumping nine leagues ahead in terms of price. Um, and so they filmed this on a Sony FX3, which, by the way, could you That's think the of? A... We used. I know. I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> how brilliant! So one, how brilliant of a fucking marketing thing was that for Sony? It's like, hey, look, this movie this like really good looking really crisp looking really clean looking movie was filmed on a camera that a pair of nimrod college students can use yeah um we actually had a dp to hit handle that camera because the one time i used it it didn't look too good (laughs) like i like i've been wanting to get the an fx3 for a while now too like i'm like in the act of saving up this movie confirmed that belief um, no, yeah, it's 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 a it's a wonderful camera, and it also made me have a thought of, you know, it kind of in that degree. I think it somewhat removed the barrier between me of like in my mind of like, no, it's not impossible to make movies like this. Right, like like I'm like the, there's obviously a lot of things I can't make the creator, but I can make yes. something similar in feeling at least mm-hmm. and i can make it look picturesque as, and with the right editor with the right everything i can get very close right um that to me like i'm obviously I, I can't get the actors um i can't get the i can't fly to thailand the film gi and i can't get the cgi but i could get like a handful of friends and some prop guns and Adobe After Effects and do something that would look all right. Um, And that to me is something I really wish there was more of in modern day filmmaking because there's Mm -hmm. such this great barrier between like things going into theaters and indie films that it really feels like your two choices are you either have to scour and search for indie films that you really want to see or blockbusters. Like I, there needs to be more middle of the road films like this. Yes, and that's that's what I'm saying. That's what why I've been saying since I saw it. I'm like, wow, this movie's mid as hell. But I really want more people to see it because I want more movies like it. Talk about, uh, I want to talk about Gareth Edwards. Apparently, this was like, so I have a theory around it. Mm-hmm. I think he had thought of the idea of this movie before Rogue One. Okay, made Rogue One. Then confirmed to himself that he could do this movie. Uh, one of the things that confirms this to me, apparently he spent the entirety of the pandemic working on the design for Nomad. Mm-hmm. The giant space station thing. That's Which pretty cool. I, that, I want to talk about Nomad as, like, I thought Nomad was a great concept. Mm-hmm. There was clearly a lot of commentary on drone warfare with it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it does eliminate the robots. Also, it gets like every civilian in a five mile kilometer around it too, because it's literally just orbital bombarding nukes everywhere. I wonder what in the real world resembles that. <laughs> I'm not fucking t- t- touching current politics this week, dude. Oh, I'm no, not with a thousand foot stick. No, I wasn't referring to I, that. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like obviously, I think when we think drone war. That's I think that very much clearly kind of comes in mind is like, oh, yeah, well, in one way, this does work. In another way, it's also in just incurs a bunch of casualties. And to the degree where there's a fear of, especially when they do the lock on things. Also, can I talk about one of my favorite scenes, which is the U.S. raid on their like town Mm -hmm. and they have the giant tanks. Um, or as I or as I was thinking in my head, the not ATATs. Oh yeah. Um, it it was really hard not to make some mental compare. It's considering it's the same director. It's really hard not to make compa- mental comparisons to Rogue One. I don't it, know if it, you found yourself doing that at all. Um, I was more so like, man, I wish I was watching Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, and there was this one of the one of the robots is running for cover and realizes that he's been locked onto by missiles. Sees a family, and who are signaling for him to come to cover, and he has this moment of realization of, oh, if I go to cover, I'm gonna get these people killed too. So decides to just stay out in the open. Yeah. So what? they they did a lot of that well. Which, like I said, that's my main issue, is there's a lot of really good small moments they do incredibly well, yeah. but unfortunately they're not the focus. Like, there's so many interesting things that should have been the focus. My, my favorite was the suicide bomb ro- robot. <laughs> God, those things were so goofy looking. Bro, the way that bro was running was incredible. That was my favorite. <laughs> It looks like me fucking running during our film when I was doing my one stunt if scene. Um, if there's anything uh, that I will remember about this film, it's going to be that robot and, and that iconic run. If you ever want to wonder what it looks like to see me run, Google that robot. Yeah, when the movie comes out on digital, I want everybody to share that robot run. It's, cause it's, my, it's, my, it's literally my favorite thing about the movie. Uh, uh, I... I I am definitely gonna probably get this movie on digital or on a DVD at some point because it was it was really good. I lo- I liked it. I also like Elysium and District Nine a lot. I like District Nine. I don't Elysium is uh, a movie. <laughs> I really like Elysium. Is like one of my top ten movies. Um, for oh, this also just like I don't know if I, if I'm, I'm uh, if anybody else was like kind of feeling this but uh it it came out at a really weird time where in the real world we're actually having a lot of uh conversations about the role of ai in our society i see and, yeah and um, to be to be fair to the again to the writer and director of this movie they started production for this back in like 2020 they started yeah, pre-production. It's, I mean, it's, it was a problem then too, but it's become more so in like the last like yeah. year or two. Uh, I, but like, I don't know. Then you're getting into the weird territory of. I feel like that's making a mountain out of a molehill. To be kind of fair, like I to correlate this being like I think this portray like I've seen people who legitimately get upset that this portrays AI too positively, and. It, I I don't think that should be the like. I am not a fan of AI in real life, but I don't think that should detract from this movie. It's just a part of just like wow, look how look look how great it is when AI is allowed to take our jobs. (laughs) Yeah, society was was awesome when they were allowed to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it. You know what? I I do feel that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really think time. That's one of the reasons I think timing kind of killed this movie. Yeah, I'm just, like this part. This part, like part of it. I'm like, but like that. But that's also something that exists within movies like Blade Runner and fucking help me out here, man. There's got to be something else with a similar plot line. Um. Total Recall? And yeah, sure. That I don't know. <laughs> I'm um, trying to think of similar aesthetic movies. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. It's just I don't want to like I don't want to throw this film away because of that. No. I'm not going and, like, to I don't necessarily see the problem as being AI. I think the problem is more or less corporations wanting to replace employees with AI. Because yeah. I think there's ways that AI could actually improve a lot of people's jobs, but I think you will make things nominally worse if you just get rid of the human factor completely. Right. Um, I I, th- I think it kind of, for, for me though, like I think it kind of just needed to lean into that part a little bit more. Because... Right, and the only, and the kind of the only thing we really get of that is when uh, Ken Watanabe says, oh yeah, you know what really happened with the nuke in LA? Yep. It was a coding <laughs> error. Which, Which, by the way, that to me was the most realistic part of the movie. The U.S. American like <laughs> the U.S. destroying half the world because they like made a fuck up right. that they couldn't own up to. It's like, oh yeah, no, I believe that. Um, 
but it was just I like, oh, remember the good old days when <laughs> I think if I had to rate this movie, it would be like out of ten stars, it would be seven. I gave it a three out of five. Yeah, again, it's 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 very okay, but I really like it. Yeah, that's, like again, I, I am I'm, the audience for this movie, like solely me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like anybody who knows us would go see this movie and said, "Oh, this is a movie made for McLean and like five other people." I went, I went with my, uh, I went with my parents. Yeah, because like in the morning, uh, it was like the day after it came out. Like we went, like I think it, like the release date officially is like the twenty ninth. I went on the thirtieth, and I woke up in the morning like I having like almost like never heard, even heard of the movie except for like seeing a poster around the city. He's like, mm -hmm. dude, my dad's like, yo, you got, we got to go see this movie. Like, I, I've been hearing, like, it's really crazy, and you got to go see it on the biggest theater screen you can. And I'm like, oh, really? What is it? And I looked it up. I'm like, ah, interesting. You know what? Let's go. And then there's parts of it where I'm like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And then there's parts of it where I'm like, it's because like it's, it's all, it's like it's not like a super long movie but it feels really long at times. Like, it's like two hours, 12 minutes around that mark. Which it is, is a rough... It's, it's, it's a rough... Movie. It's a rough start of a movie, too. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna it, lie. It, it, is, it is normal movie length, so I'm like, I can't, like, knock the runtime, but, it, like, like sometimes I'm like, alright, how much longer... I, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Two-hour movies used to be a long movie. Like, hour and a half used to be, like, that was a movie. And then movies have got like okay i want to talk about some of the upcoming movies i saw okay in the trailers um and i want to start with killers of the flower moon i'm very excited i'm there day one it's three and a half hours long i yeah and i'm and going, i, I know it's one of the greatest directors and all that but like for christ's sake does it really need to be three and yes. a half hours long let 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 them tell their stories <sighs> I am okay with long movies as long as they're good and not wasting my time. And I've tr and I trust Scorsese to not waste my time. Yeah, I um, I do think it looks it looks really good. Um, the yeah, that was about the only thing I saw that like was particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. Everything else I saw trail and again to be somewhat fair, we're starting again that time of year where it's kind of the movies slow down. We're getting to like Oscar bait part of the year. Yeah, which and like there was one movie that came out, and I like swear to God this movie came out before. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just a no. No, this is just a movie that that's just been done over and over again. What? As like a concept, it is like I forget the name of it, but it was like oh, this woman's writing a spy fantasy book. Oh, and I was like. They did this didn't before, right? Yeah, that's all like, Cavill. Yeah, um, and there's like the thing I'm thinking Mark, of was Argyle, like, I think is the name of it. Yeah, and I was thinking, wow, they did this before, right? And it looks like a, it looks like a movie I probably won't see. Um, I'll I'll probably go see it. It looks fun. Uh, it's, I mean, like I don't know. I I need to like it's it's been hard to like go to movies lately for me. Not because it's like actually hard. I'm kind of just a lazy bitch, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, so will I actually go see it? Maybe not. But I would if someone's like, "Hey, let's go to a movie." What is we have the two out? the two sides of uh of the coin here? It's uh, I would love to go see it, but I can't because it is a major time commitment for me to go see a movie by myself. Um, and Tyler, it's like, yeah, well, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a car, <laughs> so like if I want to go to a movie, it's also a major time commitment. It's just not as geographically far. It just takes longer to get there. Yeah, I I mean yeah, which is fair. It's fair. It's a. I think one of the reasons movie theaters aren't doing great is kind of frankly the thing we're talking about, where you have to kind of schedule your day around going to see a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of quite literally, I had to, I scheduled my day as if I was, I ended up not working that day, but I scheduled it as if I were going to work that day. So I had to choose a pretty late time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, 
And, you know, I feel like there's, you know, it's also that whole thing that people talk about too, with walkable cities and towns and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, because those don't really exist, it makes it really difficult to actually want to go do things. And I feel like movie theaters are kind of like the latest victims of that. Yeah. Um, it, it is, there. there's less of them, but also the only ones that are really kicking right now are like AMC, AMC and, Regal. and Regal. Yeah. Well, like, and I, so I'm kind of, I'm not completely honest when I say the closest theater. The, there's one theater near me, but they don't always play every movie because uh, they're like a, they're like a local run theater and mm-hmm. they just, they don't run everything. They just run usually a few of the bigger things that are out mm-hmm. and like some throwback movies. And so this just is out. And I usually yeah. do to go see a movie. How many, let me, how many theaters did this movie open up to? Uh, 3680. Okay. That's a pretty wide release. Yeah. I'm not saying that this movie didn't get a wide release. I'm just yeah, saying no, I, was, that I, I was just, I was just, I was just in, curious. In my case, it, and that's one of the things yeah. that's kind of kept me from going to see a lot of movies this year. Dude, I just wish, like, I mean, like, obviously they can't really market it much because of SAG strikes and everything. So, like, they're kind of lacking in marketing material. Um, but, like, I wish more people, like, knew about it to go see it. Because, like, I didn't know about it really, un- except for, like, a poster until the day I saw it. And, like, no one's just, like, going to the movies on a whim anymore. Like, oh, let's just see what's out right now. Like. Yeah, and that's the thing. Go to, you go to the movies with a mission. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to the movie today. Because well, it's like I, I said, it's see. it's not a thing you could casually go do. Again, it's because because a mix of the price and theoretically you could, but just like nobody's doing that. Yeah. Um. Because now we have access to the information on our phones ahead of time. Yeah. And now you have to reserve your seats ahead of time, so like you're not just gonna like you're not just. Oh, can out. I can I make a complaint here? A, a complaint here. What's up? Modern movie theater seats, like the big reclining ones, mm-hmm. I don't like them. And I have a weird because if you go see a lot of movies by yourself, they make there's an awkward thing about them where they set you, them up in the expectation that you buy them in pairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when you are a single guy who doesn't really have a lot of friends in the area, uh, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I do. Go- and so I spend the entire time praying to God. That like it's not me and the other awkward person who is either who's either third wheeling someone, or is there by themselves. <laughs> no, that like have to pretend like have to like do the thing where we both lean into one armrest because they've they're set up in such a bad way. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is weird. Uh, like I rather I rather have the stadium seating movie theater seats. I like. The, I mean, like, I like the comfort more. Yeah, um, I, because like, I it, it lets you choose your setting. Like, like I don't have to be fully. Do you remember part. the uh, the premiere we went to in France? Yeah, I wish more movie theater seats were like that. Uh, I'm okay. Because that was kind of middle of the road. This is fine. I actually don't. Rem- I, I don't. I, I, I like. They I, were, like, if I want to fully recline. Recline. Let me do that, but sometimes I kind of just want to sit up, and I like having the choice. But you at least agree with me on the awkwardness of it is the point. Weird. It was the point where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, do I just buy two tickets? I was like, ah, that's too expensive. That's ridiculous. I can't tell you how relieved I was that no one else sat, like no one else sat next to me. And it, 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 I, I need to drive into the visual comedy of how I'm sat. Is the row in front of me is one giant fucking family. Mm. And next to me are just several sets of couples, and then it's like and two, and it's like an empty seat and empty seats, and it's me sitting by myself because <laughs> that's how it worked out. What was the last movie I saw by myself? Oh, I mean, like other than the um, 
I do remember going to see Infinity Pool by myself, and I almost like there was like not that many people in the theater, and like it's a it's like a really like graphic movie, and I, for a while I'm like it would be really funny if me by myself just sat next to this couple <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the idea of you walking in an empty movie theater minus this couple. It's... Walking all the way down across the aisle and sitting, or like across the row, sitting right next to go, hey, are you? And then not saying anything else, just zoning in on the movie for the rest of the. You would, I think you would legitimately ruin someone's day if you had done Probably. that. Probably. Like, I would, like, with literally nothing but my presence, just me being there would be awkward enough. <laughs> there was. I could, there I could was... say a word and it would still be. Yeah. I I also had another. I won't want. How do I? How do I put express this? I uh, while I was there, I had the experience of in the lobby. You ever see somebody publicly breaking up? Yes, actually, there was like a teenage couple in the lobby, and they were like publicly breaking up. Mm. And I I'll be, I'm not gonna lie, that was the main reason why I didn't like get a hot dog or something while I was at the movie theater. Because like a hot dog isn't that expensive, and I'll usually get something like that while I'm there. Mm -hmm. But they were like standing in front of the line to get that, so I was like, cool. I guess I'm just gonna skip snacks and go straight into the movie theater. Because I like that oh. is like it's like that level of clearly obvious awkward situation. I don't want to be around it. I like that to me. That is a fucking radiation zone that needs to be walled off in Los they're Angeles. Just, they're just pulsing uh, negative energy. Well, I mean, not. I think this was one time when we were in New York. Me and you were hanging out, mm -hmm. and there was a couple clearly having some very public issues. Um, and it was one of those things where it's like I needed felt the sudden urge where I needed to get away from that as soon as possible. Oh, dude, right? Like when we were in the air, when at, in JFK, like right before we went up to go to Cannes, there was like a really loud, like screaming match between two people. Like because I, I was the first one at the airport, I think, and like mm -hmm. at, right as I was like coming in, they were just like really like going at it like really loudly and everybody in the airport was like oh what the fuck is going on over there i'm like well this yeah. is a great start to this this uh vacation uh, to wrap it up i think you should go see this movie um it, it's very much worth the watch i would say yeah or you watch it on digital and go see killers of the flower moon it's coming out October twentieth. Yeah, promoting uh, a movie yeah, I have no other... stakes in. Yeah, promoting a movie I have no stakes in. Um, yeah, but... and you know, let's also keep in mind SAG AFTRA is still striking, so support them however you can. Yes. Um, um hopefully that that should be re resolving very soon because we're in negotiations now. Cool. Um, that would be awesome. That would be great if they uh, resolved it before this episode dropped. Yeah, that would be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you.